Open investigation. An open investigation is a case that is still being investigated by the police. We can't talk about this case. It's an open investigation. A story I will share with you this Tuesday. Breaking news tonight from Idaho. JJ and Tylee, 17 year old Tylee and seven year old JJ, are missing. Where is the mom? Where are the kids? Does anyone know what is going on here? This is the current investigation of Tylee and JJ. It's CBD Store, located on 31801 Mission Trail in Lake Elsinore, California. You guys, this is Inland Empire's only premium CBD shop. You got the aches, you got the pains, you can't sleep, stop in, you will not be disappointed. They have CBD infused water that is yummy, I've personally tried, oils, tinctures, gummies, roll-ons, bath bombs, scrubs, lotions, and so much more. You guys have got to check it out for your one-stop CBD shop located in Lake Elsinore, California. Stop on in, tell them at Tuesdays with Trisha sent you, probably give you a nice high five because let's let's face it, I'm not that relevant yet. So make me relevant, stop and buy, support your local businesses. Welcome to Idaho, guys. Here we are out of Southern California again, shooting you up to the, it's not the Midwest, um, the West. We call it Northwest. Northwest. There we go. Northwest. So I have to say, you guys, this Idaho is beautiful. Outdoor stuff everywhere. Green hillsides, beautiful mountains. You guys, it's just my type of place. And I say this because I fell in love with Idaho a few years ago when I actually got to visit. We went for a bachelor and bachelorette party. Super unique, cool idea that friends of ours did. And sadly, my vacation there was actually cut short. Um, so I only got like one actual evening in. But the stuff that I did see of Idaho was absolutely beautiful. Um, and right now, actually, one of my high school best friends moved and lives out there currently. So shout out to Amanda Panda Bear. Uh, so this case, wow. Uh, this is a new case, you guys. Um, and I normally don't even touch on what we like to call in the process phase or open investigations. So I want to make it very clear, you guys, this is an open investigation. So I am not going to have answers to 
this case. I am not going to have a conclusion for you. You are most likely going to have more questions than answers. So if this isn't the type of case you like to listen to, I suggest you go listen to the one I just dropped because uh, this one may be a little frustrating for people. Um, Again, I'm going to repeat that this is an open investigation. Arrests have been made, but no current convictions, no trial has been set, or again, like I said, even a conclusion. So I also want to start by saying that I have been following this case since it broke in November. Uh... I remember I always get up in the morning and I'll always look at some sort of news that comes on for the day. And in this case, I happened to come across, you know, uh, the initial article, I guess, that was about this. Uh, And you guys, I have to say, when I very first read the case, I was like, the kids are dead. The mom did it. Case closed. I kind of tend to do that when I read things, um, just because the news is the news. It's super depressing, and most of the time we don't get um, happy endings to a story. And maybe it's just my crime junkie sense, or maybe I just watch too much crime to where I just don't think we're going to have happy outcomes. Um, But... Of course, as I expected, like by the following week to read the update on whatever had happened, that's not what I caught, actually. It opened up a can of worms that I have literally been nonstop thinking about. So I think it was around like February or January when they actually found the mom in this case, which blew it up even more and is when my coworkers actually started to come to me about this case. But I was like, hello, guys, this has been on since like November. So happy to have everybody joined the bandwagon now. And I really want to just dive into this case and give you all the facts that I have read because this is crazy. And um, if you follow my Tuesdays with Trisha on Instagram, you'll see that I did post. um, So I randomly have this like weird quirk of where I check the national calendar every day. It like is an email that gets emailed to me. So I know every day what national day it is. And it happened more recently to be the National uh, Missing Children's Day. So I, of course, you know, have covered the case of Bryceless Pizzas. Um, If you guys want to check that one out, that is a missing kid from Orange County. But one of the ones that stuck with me, obviously, from the very beginning of all of this was this case. And it's current, it's new, and I want to just keep everyone's ears perked up on this because we are going to be hearing about this in the future. So let's dive into the case. Let's dive in and first establish who everyone is in the case, okay? So if you guys don't know, first we have Lori Vallow. Now, she is the mother of Tylee and they're a, and the adoptive mother of JJ, a.k.a. Joshua. 
Okay, so it looks like she adopted Joshua in 2014 when she was married to her husband at the time, Charles Vallow. It looks like JJ was the child of one of Charles' sister, and JJ did suffer from autism, so I'm sure it was a difficult situation. Regardless, Charles and Lori stepped in and adopted JJ. Now, Lori had already had two other children by the name of Tylee and Colby, and it looks like that Tylee and Colby came from her third husband, Joseph Ryan. So it looks like Lori altogether had four husbands. Husband one and two, I don't really know about. Um, I've been reading tons of articles, can't really find much about them. Um, But husband number three is Joseph Ryan. And so, like I said, I believe that is the father of Colby and Tylee, as they have the same last name. But in April of 2018, Joseph actually died of a heart attack. So obviously, Lori divorces him before any of this happens, and she marries Charles. I don't know when, um, but in 2014 is when they adopted JJ. Um, but they did become separated because by 2019, there are reports of that their separation and there was divorce documents. But oddly and sadly. Charles actually dies on July 11th, 2019, after an altercation with Lori's brother, Alex Cox. Charles was actually shot by Alex, and it at the time, it was ruled as self-defense. Now, I know reading into this, it looks like they have reopened this case for further investigation. So maybe police initially thought this was self-defense and with the story that you're about to be enveloped in, um, you know, this is, this, you'll see why, okay? You'll see why that they opened this shit up again, okay? And I also want to add that randomly in 1998, Lori has a sister. Her name is Stacy, and she dies. Now, it is said that Stacy dies of unknown reasons. We don't know if this is related to Lori. I just want to point out that there's another death, around Lori Vallow, okay? So then Lori meets Chad Daybell. Uh, It looks like she met him in 2019. They must have had like a whirlwind romance. Uh, But God, now that I look at all of this, I thought Lori had been married a lot, but it looks like Chad actually had her beat because Chad had five wives. Like, damn, people, I can't even get one marriage under my belt, let alone five. (sighs) Anyways, and I say this because I know that Chad had a fifth wife because on November 19th of 2019, Tammy dies of natural causes, supposedly, and no autopsy was performed, so we don't know. So, so this couple gets together 
Lori's husband gets shot by her brother, Alex, and then Chad's wife mysteriously dies. And then this couple decides to get married. Okay. So they get married and then they decide to have this family and okay. So it brings us to this like timeline of what happened to the kids. Okay. So July 11th, 2019, Lori Vallow's husband, Charles Vallow, is killed by her brother, Alex Cox. Now this happens in Arizona. Okay. Then in August of 2019, Lori moves her children, JJ and Tylee, to Rexburg, Ohio. Okay. Uh, Ohio. I'm sorry. Rexburg, Idaho. Now, have I been saying Ohio this entire time and not Idaho? Oh, shit. Okay, so I literally had to go back and listen to my segments real quick. <laughs> and no, it looks like I do say Idaho. Okay. So anyways, they moved to Rexburg, Idaho. And the reason why is because Chad and Lori get married. So it is set. Oh, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Now they 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 move there because Chad's there, but hang on before the whole marriage thing. Okay. So on September 23rd, and I apologize, I'm kind of all over the place with this episode. It's because I'm going back and forth and looking at articles because I'm just so passionate to get this episode recorded and out to you guys so you know what's going on. Okay. So bear with me as I Google during this. Um, so on September 23rd was the last time that JJ was seen at his school in Idaho. Okay. On October 19th, Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy dies at their Idaho home. On October 25th, a friend of Tylee receives a text messages, text message from her phone. So this random text message was like, hi, hope you guys are doing well. Miss you. Love you. That was it. And then I also read that um, Venmo, it looks like during the time that Tylee was last seen or was reported to not be around, apparently from Tylee's cell phone to Venmo, like small Venmo transactions were sent to some sort of family member. And then this mysterious text on October 25th. So then on November 5th, Lori and Chad marry. Is anybody wondering if the kids were there? Well, if you look at their photos, I don't see no kids. I just see them kissing. So, okay. November 26th, an out-of-state relatives asks Idaho police to perform a welfare check on JJ. Uh, Lori and Chad had claimed that he was in Arizona with relatives. Um, police also learned that Tylee has not been seen since September either. Uh, November 27th, police execute a search warrant at Lori and Chad's home, discovering that the couple had fled. Now, let's pause here for a moment and just think of this. Okay. So obviously during this time, the kids are missing. Um, they have family that they're in touch with. I'm sure that the kids talk to. So they're probably, you know, people are probably reaching out to them during this time being like, 
where are the kids? So, so it does take till the end of November for somebody to actually say, hey, let's do a welfare check and let's figure this out. So kudos to whatever family member did that. On November 27th, this is okay. So this is when we realize that they have fled the home. Okay. So uh, your kids are missing. The cops are knocking at your door and you decide to leave. Hmm. On December 11th, Tammy Daybell's body is exhumed from the Utah cemetery. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. See, so they must be investigating that because they're probably like, okay, well, what the fudge happened to this lady? Starts to bring up a bunch of fudge and questions that you fudge and hoped that they would have found before. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. So, mind you, during this time, too, when I read the article of that the mom and stepdad fled, I was like, oh, great, 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 people. Fucking great, you know? Yeah. Again, sorry, Judy, for the F word. On December 11th, Tammy... Okay, I I keep repeating myself because I'm getting sidetracked here. December 12th, Lori's brother, Alex Cox, believed to have died in Arizona. Okay, so here's the brother that killed Charles on accident, as they say, with an altercation. And then December 12th, all of a sudden, Alex is dead? Huh. Okay. December 21st, police issue a press release about JJ and Tylee, revealing that they believe their disappearance is linked to Tammy's death. Dun, dun, dun. December 24th, Lori and Chad issue a statement through an attorney saying that they love their son and daughter and look forward to addressing allegations once they they have moved beyond speculation and rumor. I had to pause for a second because I wanted to say something out of my mouth, but I'm going to keep it to myself. On December 30th, police accused Lori and Chad of lying to investigators and say they believe the couple know where the kids are or what happened to them. Okay, so it's kind of funny that I'm reading this now of the timeline of these issues, these statements that were issued, because I was under the impression that these two were missing for all this time, that nobody knew where the crap they were. Um, But it does look like that's true because on January 26th of 2020 this year, Lori and Chad are seen for the first time in months as police serve two search warrants for them in Kauai. So when kids go missing, they get married, and then they end up in Hawaii? January 30th, Lori misses court deadline to produce the children to authorities. So it looks like on the 26th, they were served with a warrant that said, hey, yo, you need to show up in court. You need to bring those kids with you so we know that they're okay and that we're not going to charge you with anything further. So naturally you'd think, okay, well, let me go get the kids. Well, she doesn't. And this is when they realize, okay, you're not going to produce the kids. You're not playing ball with us. And then on February 20th is when they decide to finally arrest Lori in Kauai. 
Now, I know Lori is indicted I or is on bail. I know her bail started at $5 million. It's now currently been reduced to $1 million. Where is Chad Daybell? I don't know. But reports are coming out that now that these people were like doomsday preppers, the most recent article of that was released, oh, I think, oh, like six hours ago this today, um, was just of like cult mom, doomsday stuff. So basically, oh, yeah, look. So if I refreshed my thing, three hours ago, the Daily News came out with another report that Idaho police are somehow like in hope for the return of Lori Vallow's son. So I guess today or yesterday would have been JJ's eighth birthday. Oh no, it's today. So today is his eighth birthday and still no sign of the kids. So people obviously had a vigil or, you know, saying JJ happy birthday and still nothing. Um, let's see. So trying to read a little bit more to see again, I guess there was a lot of speculation. Charles had even said that prior to him dying, he had reported that Lori was acting weird and that she kept referring to him as a name called Nick Schneider, um, that she wasn't like acknowledging him like as a person. Um, and the mother informed the father that she was a god assigned to carry out work for 144000 at Christ's second coming in July of 2020. And that if father got in her way of her mission, she would murder him. So apparently this is some sort of like phone conversation that happened. So there's obviously a lot, you guys, a lot going on with this story, a lot of speculation, a lot for the police to decipher through. What do you all think? You know, I honestly, I keep going back and forth. You know, part of me really wants to believe that these children are alive, you know, but my logical side says, no, these kids are dead. They got rid of them and they're just prolonging it. You know, remember no body, no crime. So, you know, but then, but then I read articles like this that say that the sister, you know, or sister-in-law or whatever says that they think the children are safe, you know, that, that Lori wouldn't do this, you know, and you look at pictures of the kids too, you know, there's one that caught my attention of Tylee and she's, looks like she's on a boat, you know, somewhere and she's got this beautiful, just smile on her face and, no indication of, you know, that she's scared or that something's wrong, you know? And I mean, gosh, you guys, who knows? Who really knows? These are the cases that, that jog, that jog me, that, that get me to do this with you guys. That I want you to sit with me on Tuesdays and listen to the things that I have read throughout the week because this stuff is crazy. 
it's been crazy for years. So, you know, I just, I just want to know, what do you guys think? What do you all think? You know, what is in your hopes? I know my hope is that these kids are alive and that they're just in some bunker somewhere and that their mom's a little batshit, you know, and it's okay for us moms to be batshit. It's okay. I, I, I go batshit all the time on my kids. What is not okay though, is for your kids to be missing and for you to not know where they are. Just tell us, tell someone to have a conclusion. So regardless, guys, let's let law enforcement do their job. And I hope and pray for the safety of JJ and Tylee. And I hope that somehow Lori comes to her senses and lets us know what's going on. Regardless, we're going to find out. The truth will reveal itself. Thanks for joining in for this little bonus episode this week on Tuesdays with Trisha. Till next time, see you next week on Tuesdays with Trisha. And don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, and don't forget to listen to Tuesdays with Trisha.